wonderful to be here. It's got a wonderful set of questions lined up, a really refreshing set of questions. It's, so it's, it's a genuine joy uh, for me to be here with you today. Look. Oh, that's such a big question, isn't it? Because he, he's constantly encouraging us. Um, seeing their enthusiasm for the word, uh, I find I'm just hugely encouraged by that and it spurs me on to respond better myself. The one thing I'm always encouraged, and I'm always reminded that uh, Jesus keeps coming to my church. We host the group at our house, uh, and I really enjoy at the beginning of the night seeing how people in the group are interested in my kids and engage them in discussions and ask them questions. And And I've just been struck so much by how God sustains us through that and works things um, for our good. And sometimes that good isn't what we expected it to be. This story is repeated around the world and I have the privilege of, of meeting and talking with people who are doing this and whom God is using. People were still coming to church and wanted to find out more about Jesus. And I've been so thankful that God is consistent through that. But then the sermon yesterday at church was on Jesus' exhortation to his disciples to pray to God, to pray to our Father in heaven um, and, you know, ask and you shall be given. Um, But we can see looking back on it that he was shaping us uh, more and more into the likeness of his son through it. Jesus hasn't given up in our church. He still actually loves coming to church with us. The work of his spirit in our lives is just so constant and consistent. I think we take it for granted. A result of that time is that I love him more. Yes, one day it will all come to an end. We're in this point now where we're waiting for Jesus to return, but also Christ to be glorified. And it's just really encouraging knowing that God has been working throughout history all this time and he will bring his purposes to fruition. Uh, I've been encouraged by seeing the way other people have been responding to God's word. His love, his mercy uh, to a people who are just so far from him. So yeah, that was enormous encouragement to me. And just reading those different parts of the Bible have all been working together to remind me of God's great plan for salvation and how it unfolds through the pages of the Bible. Welcome to Commending and Contending. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. This is a bit of a different episode. We're about halfway through the year and halfway through our roster of guests. And in each episode, as I interview our guests for Commending and Contending, I kick off with that helpful question, how has God been encouraging you recently? I wonder if, as you've been listening to the episodes, you've even wondered how you'd answer that question. What if you were a guest on the show and you wanted to share with me how God has been encouraging you recently? I hope hearing back some of those little grabs from the different guests we've had so far was a good reminder to you of the many ways in which God's faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his powerful word are all ways in which he encourages us by his spirit. I hope you've been encouraged by these episodes because I've certainly been encouraged by chatting with the many different guests that we've had so far and I'm looking forward to the guests we'll have for the rest of the year. Here on Commending and Contending, we're really interested in exploring ways that you and I, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
might best be able to commend the gospel in our lives and contend for the gospel in our speech, starting from our heart and working through into our behavior and our relationships. Our various guests have pointed to all sorts of interesting ways, challenging and helpful and encouraging ways where you and I might be able to work on this part of our lives. One of our recent guests, council member Murray Capel, was also a speaker at the 2022 National Conference of the Gospel Coalition Australia. At that conference, we worked through the book of Titus under the theme of gospel fueled holiness. And I wanted to share with you a part of Murray's talk, something that's really challenging and helpful for us to reflect on. So Murray's speaking from Titus 2, and here's what he has to say. God's Word is not just meant to be admired for how sharp it is. It's meant a cut into our hearts. There's this risk amongst us gospel coalition types that our hearts can't keep up with our heads. It's possible to have a church that's all about biblical faithfulness and sound doctrine, but there's little evidence of the godliness that aligns with that. They love the gospel and they fight with people. They have a a head for the truth, but little heart for others. They believe the doctrines of grace, but they don't really show the grace of the doctrine. What aligns with healthy doctrine is holy living. Biblical truth leads to godly lives. When there's poor teaching, you get poor living. If there's weak gospel, dodgy gospel, no gospel, you get weak, dodgy, ungodly lives. Poor gospel leads to legalism or to complacency or to arrogance or to traditionalism. But healthy doctrine leads to holy living. You can hear the rest of Murray Capel's talk from the Gospel Fueled Holiness National Conference by visiting the Gospel Coalition Australia website. There are quite a few resources available there, and we love making those resources available so that as our writers and contributors continue to build that list of articles and other resources, you can go and check them out. In each episode, I've been inviting our guests to share a resource that they found really helpful. And it's been so good to be able to see the ways in which different articles and different resources really connect with different people. I guess if I was going to recommend a resource at the TGCA website, it would be the donate button. The Gospel Coalition Australia is funded by Australians who want to support growing a network of networks 
of like-minded churches and Christians and ministries who all long to see the gospel impact Australia. Uh, so you're speaking to me from Western Australia, where I'm here in Perth. As a missionary kid overseas, I'm passionate about cross-cultural ministry. I am, um, as everyone had been able to tell by now, no doubt, an Englishman. Um, so born and brought up in Yorkshire, uh, in the north of England. And we now live over in Melbourne, a beautiful sunny Melbourne. Uh, well, I'm a Sydney girl, born and bred. Um, I've travelled a lot, but never lived anywhere else than Sydney. I'm Australian-born Chinese. I was born back in the late 50s. So I live in Brisbane with my family. We originally came from Sydney and we said that we'd be here for about two to three years, but it's now been over 15. I'm a Kiwi, grew up in New Zealand, and in 2001 I came to Australia. Um, Perth is nearly my hometown. My actual hometown is Albany, which is about um, 400k south of Perth, pronounced Albany, not Albany. Um, so that's an important, uh, important distinction. My guests on Commending and Contending have come from all over Australia. And that's because the Gospel Coalition Australia really is a national network. One of the ways that we often describe the Gospel Coalition Australia when the council is meeting together is to describe it as a network of networks. That what we're doing is facilitating and enabling relationships and connections both locally and across the whole of Australia. When we meet together as a council, one of the things we really enjoy is being able to catch up with one another and pray for the whole nation. But we also really want to encourage some local networks. When you go to the TGCA website, you'll see there's a tab for networks. That is, in local areas, in particular regions, in places across Australia, there are networks, local networks, for building and fostering gospel-hearted relationships in different parts of Australia. You might like to go there and see what's already been established. And if there's a TGCA network in your part of Australia, why not get in touch, have a look at what they're doing, and see how you might be involved and connect and encourage with those who are already meeting. If you find that there isn't a network in your part of Australia, then we at TGCA would love to hear from you and find out how we might support and assist you to gather those like-minded people around you, to find others who long to see the gospel impact your local area, and find ways where you can gather and connect and form a TGCA network just right where you are. If that's something you'd like to do, then please reach out to us, to me here at Commending and Contending Podcast, or through the contact form at the TGCA website. I'd like to finish this episode with another speaker from our 2022 National Conference for Gospel Coalition Australia, Council Member Richard Chin. During the conference, Richard picked up for us those key verses in the middle of Titus 
talking about the way that the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness. And as he did so, he began to unpack what that might look like in our life. And here he uses the example of hymn writer Edith Cherry. Hands up if you know Edith Cherry. Anybody know Edith Cherry? I don't mean personally. <laughs> she, she, she lived until 1872. Now, at 16 months old, she contracted polio. Uh, age 12, she had a stroke. At the age of 25, she died from a fatal stroke. 25 years of life. She had every reason to give up her struggle against the world, the flesh and the devil. But instead, she wrote hymns. Hymns to meditate on the grace of God. One of those hymns, perhaps you'll know, is entitled, We Rest on Thee, Our Shield and Our Defender. You know that song? Listen to the third verse of this hymn. We go in faith, our own great weakness feeling, and needing more each day, thy grace to know. Yet from our hearts, a song of triumph pealing, we rest on thee, and in thy name we go. Although every believer like Edith Cherry engages in a life and death struggle against the world, the flesh, and the devil in this present age, it'll be a confident struggle, brothers and sisters. A confident struggle because of the promise of God that is held out by his grace in our lives and in our ministries, knowing that God only has one last item on the agenda, the appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And we can look forward to that day, because on that day, this present age will disappear. On that day, the tension of Christian existence will be resolved. On that day, we will no longer struggle. On that day, Jesus will appear again with future grace to judge his enemies and take his people home. On that day, there will be no more selfishness. There will be no more tears. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more death. There will be no more crying or pain. And we will be with God and we will see him face to face in undiluted glory. Is that not a day to long for? As we confidently struggle in this present age, knowing that Jesus is on his throne. Hallelujah.